Two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. The Big Fifth. Can you spot the lie? The Big Fifth. Some pigs can fly. The Big Fifth. But if you ask me why, can you trust the answer? From Breezewood, Pennsylvania, this is the Big Fib, and now here's your host, Deborah Goldstein. <laughs> Welcome to the Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the easy breezy waft of truth and the tempestuous howling of blustery lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, whose name stands for Live in Studio Audience. That's right, 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 right. I make sound, 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 sound. From the speaker, 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 speaker. Hey, is something wrong with your computer sound card? What's going on with your voice? Nothing's wrong, 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 wrong. I'm using my echo program. Okay, well, can you turn it off, please? I, I have a question for you from one of our listeners. Fine, 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 fine. Okay, you can turn it back on later. But for now, I'd love for you to answer this question from Lula. How do you feel about security cameras? How do you feel about security cameras, Lisa? Deborah? Yes? I don't like them. Oh, really? Why not? Don't, don't you feel, well, secure when they're around? Negative, good buddy. I always feel like somebody's watching me. And you have no privacy? What? Yeah. How did you know? Have you installed security cameras in the studio, Deborah? Have you been watching me? Because if there is a security camera in here and you saw a video of a robot standing in front of the refrigerator eating the last chocolate pudding that was labeled Deborah's pudding, then no, no, I didn't no, do it. No, Lisa, there's no, secu- there's no security camera here. But thanks for letting me know you ate my chocolate pudding. I did no such thing, and there's no way you can prove it. Okay, well, we've now established that you do not like security cameras, but you may, in fact, like chocolate pudding. Oh, I love chocolate pudding. Oh, Deborah, Deborah, you got to bring in more chocolate pudding so I can steal it. Okay, well, I'll just give it to you. Okay, we can now move on to our game, Lisa. So can you please tell everyone how our game works? No problem, Deborah. <laughs> Thank you. Every week, we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert. The other is a liar. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who. Because no one can spot a liar better than a human child. What are we lying about today, Deborah? We are lying about wind, a natural movement of air of any velocity. Lisa, what do you know about wind? I know that if you yell into the wind, you can hear an echo. Is that really true? Oh, you made that up so you could use the echo program again. Maybe, 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 maybe. <laughs> okay, let's assume that you don't know that much about wind. Wrong, 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 wrong. I know lots about wind, 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 wind. I'm not going to ask you any more questions until you turn off that echo program. Jeez, Luis, 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 Luis. <laughs> Fine. Every party has a pooper, and that's why we invited you. Okay, I'm sorry, but I really want to get our game started and meet our contestant. So, Lisa, who is our contestant today? Our human child contestant is an 11-year-old who loves reading and learning about human spaceflight. They call her 
Scarlett Dickerson. Hi, Scarlett. Hi. How are you today? I'm good and a little tired. I would like to know a little bit about you, Scarlett. I want to understand your fascination with human spaceflight. Is it true that you want to work for NASA one day? I do. It sounds really cool and fun. Right? You know a lot about space, don't you? Yeah. Do you have any fun facts about space that you could share? Well, I can name everyone who's walked on the moon. Really? Yeah. How many have there been? Twelve. Twelve. All right, name three of them. Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Pete Conrad were the first three people to walk on the moon. Wow, so cool. Would you like to walk on the moon one day? Yeah, it would be fun. You know those three guys, they they wasn't they didn't set out to walk on the moon. They got lost. They're on their way from Detroit to Cleveland. <laughs> they made a wrong so. turn, and the next thing you know, they're on the moon. I don't think that's what happened. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I read a book about yeah. it. All right, but we want to so. know some more fun facts about you, Scarlett, but we're going to do it playing our game, Two Truths and a Lie. Have you heard of it? Yes. Yes, I believe that's the truth. You are going to tell us three facts, Scarlett, about yourself. Two of those facts will be true. One will be a lie, and we have to figure out which one is the lie. So, Scarlett, what are your three facts? That I voted on the floor of the federal Congress. I've been to 10 national parks, and I was the United Nations delegate for Equatorial Guinea. Wow. Those all sound unbelievable. What do you think, Lisa? Well, I think the 10 National Parks one is true because she said she was tired. And if you go to 10 National Parks in a morning, you're going to definitely be tired. <laughs> well, that's true, So that true, one's yes. definitely true. Mm-hmm. Um, voted on the floor of Congress and something about uh, Guinea? She was a UN delegate for Equatorial mm. Guinea. Um, well... I know she hid something in there because she said UN, which is un, Mm. and un means like not, and that's the one that's not true because she was trying to chick us (laughs) by putting un in there, and I know (laughs) that that one is a lie, so nice try. Maybe that works in space, but not here on Earth. Okay, well, un is actually UN as in United Nations, but let's Uh, see how that logic goes for you. All right, Scarlett, which one of those is a lie? That I've been to 10 national parks. Oh, that's not why she's tired, Lisa. What? Then why are you tired? (laughs) Wait a minute. Because it's 8 a.m. Oh. Right? That's early. Okay, what are you talking about right now? You voted on the floor of the federal Congress? Explain, please. My dad has a friend who's a um, U.S. congressman. Oh. And so um, we went to Washington, D.C., and he gave us a... like a private tour of the Capitol building, and there was wow. a vote that day, and so I got to vote on the floor of Congress. It was really fun. Oh my gosh, you're changing all of our lives. I hope it was for the better. Do you remember what you voted for? I don't remember the specific <laughs> vote, um, but I know I voted yes for something. Good. Thank you for your Ooh, service. I hope it was free marshmallows. <laughs> Me too. It you was were... definitely free marshmallows. <laughs> Yay! That's, that was such a historic vote. Yeah. And thank you. Scarlet for president. Okay. And you were a UN delegate for Equatorial Guinea. What does that mean? What is that? What do you have to do to be a UN delegate? It was in the model UN. <laughs> so uh, not 100% gotcha. true, but uh. like we did a model UN thing at our school. Mm-hmm. And so. I had to study a lot about Equatorial Guinea, which is like a tiny country in Africa. Yeah. Do you remember anything of note that is something that the country is uh, looking for from your representation or something interesting about Equatorial Guinea? Well, 
I think an interesting fact is their capital is on an island. Ooh. And over half the country is covered in thick rainforests. Amazing. I'm sure you represented them very well. You know what? That's probably why I didn't know it was a lie because their capital is on an island and I Definitely. didn't know sure, that. Sure. So that's what tripped <laughs> me up. Okay. We are going to move on to our game about wind. Have you experienced wind? There's not a lot of wind in space, is there, Scarlett? No, but there is wind on Mars, and Ooh. it gets pretty windy here sometimes. So you're prepared. The wind here will prepare you for the wind on Mars. Okay, Lisa, we're going to bring on our wind experts. Can we get some music for our wind experts, please? Oh, no, watch out for that cow. It's flying through the air. <laughs> no, oh, dear. Okay. Uh, our first expert is Erin Sperry. Erin, please introduce yourself to Scarlett. Hi, Scarlett. I'm Erin Sperry, and I am a wind farmer. Okay, thank you. Let's meet our second expert, Tim Barnes. Tim, please introduce yourself to Scarlett. Hi, Scarlett. I'm Tim Barnes, and I'm a science education specialist. Thank you very much. Okay, tell us about the sounds you're blasting, Lisa. Well, they're certainly not echoes, because Deborah won't let me use them. Lisa! Sorry. Fine, fine. (laughs) It's hot seat time. Correct. That's when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Scarlett's questions. Lisa, whom should we put on the hot seat first? Tim Barnes, because I love his bookstore. <laughs> With his brother. Yeah, his friend. He's got a friend, Noble. Sister, Noble. Yeah, this is a great bookstore. Yeah. Thanks, Tim, for everything. <laughs> All right, Scarlett, your first question is going to be for Tim. After that, it's your show, and you can ask any of our experts whichever questions you like, okay? Okay. What is your first question for Tim? Can you just tell me about your job? Oh, yeah, Definitely. My job is fantastic. I work on the top of a mountain in a building that looks sort of like a castle, but it actually is like ancient dwellings. It's wild. And I can ride my bike up there or or I can drive up there. And then I go inside and we have a tornado that I have to keep filling up because it runs out of water. And, a, and what else? We have the sea of clouds. And sometimes I talk to these people who are scientists and engineers and they and they tell me fantastic things about all the stuff they do. And then I get to talk to children. And there's a guy named Warren. And he's he's great. He talked to the president of the United States and mm-hmm. told him all the stuff that he does. And then wow, I got to launch a balloon in Kapinka Meringue. What? Yeah, that's super cool. But can we also back up to the tornado that you have inside? Is that what you said? Yeah. Doesn't everybody have one? I we do, just <laughs> I do not have a. Ever get me a tornado? <laughs> a <pet> tornado. <laughs> can anybody have a tornado in their house or apartment or dwelling? Yeah. Yeah, as long as you have a bucket so you can put water in it. Oh, had no idea. This is a bucket tornado? Yeah, bucket tornado. <laughs> well, if you want a tornado, you should definitely put it on your bucket list. Okay, Scarlett, take it away. Uh, Tim, what is the most interesting thing that's happened at your job? The most interesting thing that happened at my job is like all of these generals from all over the United States came and they were like, what do you do? So I took them around on a tour and they were like, hey, you know, we got an ele- a, a helicopter stuck in the Arctic, what's going on there? And I said, well, it's kind of warm up there. It used to not be that warm. And they were like, oh, okay. But how did it get stuck because it's warm up there? Oh, well, it's usually cold, but it's a little bit warmer than usual there now. And uh, right? they, they landed on the permafrost, which isn't, it's supposed to be frozen all the time, but now it's like soft and squishy and it's thawing a little bit. Oh so my gosh. They have to watch where they land. Wow. 
Erin, can you tell me about your job? Sure. Um, so wind farming is using turbines, wind turbines that kind of just look like giant fans to create electricity. Um, it's better than the environment than some other forms of generating electricity. It's very sustainable because it doesn't use any fuel and it doesn't create any pollution. Um, but sometimes we get pushback because people don't always like the way they look when they live around them. Um, and some people have also complained about health issues caused by them, but there isn't wow. really a link to that yet. But more research can be done. I love I love wind. I when I go to this farm where you can pick your own wind, it's uh, really? it's delicious. Uh, yeah, it's a wind farm. A you pick your own wind. Well, mm. I think that's what she's doing, Deborah. <laughs> I don't think she's picking the wind. I think she's generating wind to oh. create energy. Oh, that kind of wind farm. Well, I've always wondered, what's the difference between a wind turbine and a windmill? Oh. Because I've heard both terms. Mm. Um, so turbines, they're specifically, so they'll be in a wind farm, like we've mentioned, um, and a bunch of them in one place so they can generate energy. Windmills are pretty much just decoration. They okay. can't really generate energy in the same way, or at least we can't harvest it that way. Okay. Erin, how did you become interested in wind? I loved to fly kites when I was young. Um, and I was really interested in finding out how or why it was easier to do on some days and harder on others. So, cool. and that started my lifelong interest in wind. Just flying a kite. See how flying a kite can lead to a career? Yeah. Fantastic. Um. Tim, what kind of training did you have to go through to become an expert in wind? Is there like a wind degree you have to get or something? A <laughs> wind degree? Good question. Oh, <laughs> uh, I did lots of different things. One of the things that I did was I, I, I learned how to work on fighter airplanes. And then I learned how to teach people about stuff like that. And then I, I signed up to show people when I went up to visit the lab I work in, the one on, you know, the castle on the hill. I went up there and they said, hey, would you like to tell people about what you do? And I was like, well, what I do or what you do? And they were like, well, what we do, actually. So I started talking to the scientists who work there and they said, oh, yeah, this is what I do. So that's how I got my job, because I thought what they do was really cool. And then they taught me everything they know. Cool. Excellent. This is for both of you. Can you describe a typical day at your job? Um, so I drive the cranes that place wind turbines at farms. Um, so because, you know, they're very large, so they have yeah. to be brought into the farms by big equipment. Um, so, yeah, I typically spend a whole day just driving cranes to place the turbines. That sounds sort wow. of fun. Wait a minute. You're saying you get on a crane and it flies around <laughs> and then it carries a wind turbine and then that's how we get delicious wind to eat? Okay. It's so wrong so many ways. No. This is very confusing, Deborah. <laughs> the crane, not the bird crane, the uh, equipment. The mechanical crane. Yeah. Oh, that makes so much more sense. Okay, good. I'm so glad. A lot of people probably <laughs> have that question. I'm glad I asked. So am I. Yes. Thank you on behalf of everyone. Yeah. Okay, Tim, do you want to answer that question now? Sure. After I fill up the tornado, then I have to go fill up the sea of clouds because clouds need lots of water too. Mm. Then I get to go set up. We have this room that we call a classroom, but it's not really a classroom. But we we set it up with a whole bunch of like really cool stuff like toilet bowl plungers without what? the... They're, they're clean. No, they're clean toilet bowls. And we take the handle out, and then you stick the ends together, and you squeeze them, and it makes a really funny sound. 
Uh, and then we bring other children who come to visit. We let them pull on those and we tell them about how the air holds them together. And then, then after that, I might go talk to one of our modelers because we have people who make models of the air using a computer that's the size of an entire warehouse. Wow. We call it Dead H.O. <laughs> so that's kind of my day. And then the next day is kind of different, too. Cool. Wow. That does sound cool. Erin, what's the most interesting thing that you've learned about wind? The most interesting thing I have learned about wind from my job is that it's such a sustainable energy source. Um, I That's something I think about a lot, what with climate change and those things going on. So um, the fact that we can harvest so much energy from something that we naturally have and won't run out eventually is pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I agree. Do you think that one day all of our energy will be powered by wind? I hope so. Then I'll never be out of a job. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Okay, go back to you, Scarlett. Tim, what's one piece of advice that you would give to somebody who wants to do your job? Who wants to do my job? Oh, definitely. If you want to do my job, just practice and practice. And then <laughs> ask questions all the time. I ask questions. Do you know what I mean? I ask questions all the time. <laughs> just keep asking questions. And there's this, you can just Google stuff and find out cool facts like the wind speed velocity on Mars. Very slow. Very slow. And then I would go to find a, a place that does really cool stuff like where I work mm. and ask them if you can do the st same stuff they do and get a mentor. I, I would totally recommend getting a mentor oh. uh, to help you understand what they do. And then maybe they'll give you little projects you can work on. Cool. That's good advice. Did you get your mentor, your wind mentor at your job where you are now, Tim? I did. His name is Jared. Oh, shout out, Jared. What's up, Jared? <laughs> yeah, Jared. Woo. Very cool. So all you people who know lots of stuff, become a mentor and help mentees to learn and educate. Thank you. Okay, Scarlett, back to you. Okay, I have another question for Tim. What kinds of tools do you use in your job? <laughs> what kinds of tools? Well, besides the plungers, the other thing that we use are water bottles. You know, the ones with the water in them. You just dump the water out and then you put a little spit water inside, but wait sure it's dry. Ooh. And you, you try to blow it into the bottle and it tells you all about pressure gradients, which is the, a funny thing. You'd never think that. And then there's L2D2, which is awesome. It's the lightweight Loran digital drops on. And we, we use that to tell people all about how fast wind moves because we drop it out of um, Miss Piggy and Kermit. What? Which that's what we call our airplanes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that makes a lot more. Cute names. I like it. Wow. Some fun tools. It sounds like you have a lot of fun at your job, Tim. Yeah. We have tons of fun. I would love to have fun. <laughs> you, you're not having any fun? Oh, no, not at this job. My other job, Deborah. Wh which job is that, Lisa? Uh, bagel liquor. You know, I work at a local bagel store, and I <laughs> lick all the bagels just to make sure they're um, they're good. Uh, somebody pays you to do that? It's not an official job. Oh, right. Okay. This is something fun I like to do. Remind me not to go to any bagel shops. Yeah, I'm with you on that, Scarlett. I'm not going to those bagel shops either. You guys are yeah. so... That's what everyone says at the bagel store. They're like, don't lick our bagels. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, that sounds unfun for sure for no, everybody, you and the customers. <laughs> okay. Scarlett, do you have some more questions? 
Okay, Aaron, has anything scary ever happened at your job? Oh. Yes. I once saw a turbine fall down. Um, <gasps> luckily, oh no one gosh. was around it. Wow. Um, but, you know, they're pretty big and pretty heavy, so it definitely could have injured someone, but it didn't. So I guess it wasn't that scary, but potentially scary. Oh, my gosh. Why did it fall down? It was sleepy. Yeah. Yes, it could have been sleepy. And um, it just, I hadn't put it in properly yet. So oh, it fell over. Gotcha. But luckily nobody was hurt. Yes. Phew. <laughs> Sigh of relief. And Aaron, what's a little known fact about your industry or about wind turbines or something? Hmm. A little known fact about turbines is that we have plans to expand. So by 2030, they should be about 50% of the energy that the United States uses. Wow, that would be really cool. So does that mean that you have to put wind turbines all over the country or can you put them in certain places and they can generate wind for lots of different states? We would have to put them in various places. So we're looking at more expansion in the next few years. Exciting. Very exciting. Very exciting. I have a question. I'd like to know either one of you if you can answer what the benefits of wind are. What does wind do for our planet? Anybody? It goes, whoosh. <laughs> Why is there wind? Why does it exist? How about that one? I, I think I know. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. It moves stuff. It moves things around, which is fantastic, mm. especially heat. It carries energy all over the planet. It moves it around to keep us comfortable and spread it out. It also moves these nucleation particles. They're, they they come from places like the desert and they blow around in the wind and they carry seeds. The wind carries seeds oh. from one place to the other so that plants can grow. Sometimes you don't want those things like bug parts come over, but that's good because they make rain and, and snow and it keeps us cool it also can melt the snow if it's if it's moving like in the right way. Wow. Who knew? I didn't know. Did you know, Lisa? Uh yeah, I always whenever I see a whole bunch of insect parts <laughs> flying around, I'm like, here comes the snow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I knew a bit about that. What, what hey Tim, is that true? The insects make snow? Well, they don't make the snow, but without the parts, it's not the whole insect. It's just like the legs and the wings and the stuff that falls off. That's what helps the snowfall. We also need water. All right, that's strange. Oh, I'm definitely not going to eat snow anymore. (laughs) Or bagels. (laughs) No, I love bagels. Well, just licking them. If you love The Big Fib, then check out Story Pillar, a podcast for kids and their grown-ups. Join Sneak, Bean, Sparky, and Meg as they tackle sticky social situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up great advice from listeners like you. They also save plenty of time for laughing and being silly. So if you've got feelings, love stories, and are open for a fart joke or a 10, Story Pillar is definitely worth a listen. Check it out at www.storypillar.com or wherever you love listening to podcasts. The Big Fib is brought to you by Pretty Litter Cat Litter. When my cat Arlo is healthy, he's happy. And that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when he is unwell. Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one of the reasons I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly, 
no more cat bathroom smell. Like, not to brag, but when people come over, they might not know that I have a cat unless Arlo, who's huge, is in the room. Because the cat smell is not there. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can, which is really great because I'm lazy. And here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Cats are like really sneaky and you often don't know how they're feeling. And the worst part of that is sometimes you don't know when they're sick. So knowing when my cat is sick based on the litter changing color is a game changer. And Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small lightweight bag. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash bigfib and use code bigfib to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Big Fib! Okay. It's time for the Shorts on Fire round when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Lisa will set a timer for the first expert, and then Scarlett will ask questions until Lisa's timer sounds, and then Lisa resets the timer for our next expert to do the same. Experts, get ready to throw caution to the wind. Scarlett, we are going to start with Erin. You can ask your Shorts on Fire questions. Now, what device is used to measure wind speed? That is an anemometer. What do you call short bursts of wind moving at high speeds? Um, a gust. Why is there a limit to how tall wind turbines can be? So that they can fit on the trucks that have to transport them places. What do you call it when strong winds flow over dry, sandy earth, blowing dust and sand into the air? Um, I, this word is kind of silly. It's called a haboob. Which city in the United States is known as the Windy City? New York. At what wind speed do you have to shut down wind turbines so that they don't break? 100 miles per hour. Where on Earth is there the least amount of wind? Oh, um, I believe that's in the Antarctic. Not sure. Where is the tallest wind turbine in the world? Martha's Vineyard. What kind of animals are the main characters in the book, The Wind and the Willows? Oh, um, I'm going to pass. And that is time. That's all the time. Okay, <laughs> Very thank you. Good. Okay, Lisa, would you kindly reset your timer? Yeah, hold on. Hey, Jim, come on in here. you got to reset the timer. Okay, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't realize Jim was on the payroll. Oh, yeah, I get Jim. Yeah, he comes in some half a, half a week. I see. Okay, well, good to know. Uh, we'll get him some bagels. All right, Aaron, you may ask your shorts on fire questions for Tim now. Where does solar wind come from? The sun. <laughs> Does a southwest wind blow from southwest to northeast or from northeast to southwest? Southwest to northeast. What is the name of the strong, warm, dry wind that moves down the lee side of a mountain range? Thin or the Chinook has different names. How can you tell which direction the wind is blowing using your finger? The side that cools off. Where is the fastest wind recorded that was not a tornado? That had to be the wind coming on shore 
in Australia. I forgot the name of the cyclone, but it was over 200 miles per hour. What is it called when wind blows right in the northern hemisphere and to the left in the southern hemisphere? It's called the Coriolis effect. It's called cool. <laughs> that too. <laughs> what animal is often on the top of a weather vane because its tail is the perfect shape to catch the wind? Uh, rooster? How fast does the wind have to blow to move a person? How fast is it? Depends on the person, I think. Uh, I don't know. That's a, that's a number. <laughs> okay, that's okay. That is time. That's all the time. This is, this well, no you both more. blew right through that one. Right, it's decision time. Scarlet must consider all the information she's heard today and figure out which way the wind was blowing. Scarlet, who is our big fibber? I want to say that it's Aaron. Whoa. Why do you think Aaron is the big fibber? A lot of the things from the shorts round, um, like I knew that a lot of Tim's answers were true, but mm. some of them, like Chicago is the windy city, oh. um, from Aaron Shorts on Fire, um, I th- I knew they weren't true. I see. Okay, so a stickler for facts you are. Well, let's <laughs> yeah. see if those facts were true or false, or if you got the right person. Will the actual wind expert please tell us who you are? That would be me, Scarlett. I I guess you got me right. You did it. That is correct. Tim Barnes is a science education specialist at the National Center for Atmospheric Research. Welcome, Tim. Very good. Let's do some fact-checking, shall we? Tim, what facts did Erin share that sounded like she was passing wind? (laughs) Well, the, the Windy City one, yeah. Scarlett caught that one. Yeah, but not because of the wind. Is that correct? It's actually because of the politicians, because they are windbags, although Chicago can be quite windy as well. Yeah, I've I've been to Chicago like five times because my dad's family lives there. Was it windy every time? Not really. Not really. See there? Okay, very good. What else did you hear that was not true? Uh, The the cutoff speed for the wind turbines, it's not 100 miles per hour. It's a little bit less than that. You have to be careful with those and... When Erin said she saw one of the turbine blades come off, that's that can happen, which is not good. The, the National Renewable Energy Lab's wind research site is is out here near NCAR, and they lost one of the turbine blades, and it it flew for about a mile, and that's a non <gasps> that's not good when one of those a mile come off. Oh my yes, gosh. so they're incredibly dangerous. That is scary. Wow. I would describe that as real bad. Yeah, that is that would be real yeah, bad. Yeah, so they yeah. have to lock them down or oh my gosh, gear them down. So that doesn't happen. Yeah, and you said that less wind causes them to break, right? More like what, 50, 50, yeah, around 55 miles, miles an hour. hour? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, Aaron, what did you tell us that made you a real wind bag? <laughs> I I told quite a few lies. Um, one is that um, windmills are just for decoration. That's not true. Um, one of their original purposes was grinding grain. Oh. Um, I lied about the um, turbines being 50% of the energy in the United States by 2030. That was a complete lie. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I wish it were true. I know. Um, now I'm sad. The tallest wind turbine in the world is currently it's in Geldorf, Germany. Um, it's at 880 feet. 
There will be taller ones in Martha's Vineyard in 2023. They're just not there yet. Very cool. They're still growing them. Are they in the farms? (laughs) Yeah, in the wind farm. Uh, Just for fun, uh, one of the questions was about the characters in the book, The Wind in the Willows. Do you know that book, Scarlett? Uh, I've heard of it, but I haven't read it. You've heard of it? The main characters are Mole, Rat, Toad, and Badger for all of you uh, literary wind enthusiasts. Uh, let's see. Windheads. Your windheads out there, right? The name of the strong, dry wind uh, that moves down off of the lee side of a mountain. Tim, you said that's called a, a fin or a, what was the other word you used? A uh, Chinook. It's a Native American word for snow eater. Wow, snow eater. Does it melt the snow? It can, and it can melt feet of snow within hours. Whoa. I've seen it multiple times, and it's really quite amazing. The air gets compressed as it comes over the mountains, and then as it expands down the other side, cool. it, it's still warm because it got compressed, and it any snow in the way just gets literally sublimated or melted underneath, and before you know it, it's, the snow's gone. Wow, the snow eater wind. And just for fun, uh, how well, it's not fun for the people, but the wind has to be about 67 to 70 miles per hour before it can move a person. Yeah, so be careful out there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, we, we once had a really windy storm here, and it was like at least 70 miles an hour, and there Whoa. were a bunch of like brick structures and trees and stuff knocked down. That's it was scary. scary. Yeah, that's scary. Stay inside, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wind is beneficial, but it can also be pretty dangerous. Okay. We've come to the tailwind segment, meaning that we're at the end. So thanks to our contestant, Scarlett, who was a real blast to have on the show. Thank you to our expert and liar, Tim and Aaron, and to Lisa, who is the wind beneath my wings. And of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning in to The Big Fib, where we regale you with truth and scatter lies like dust in the wind. The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit gzmshows.com. While you're there, you can send questions for me to read on Ask Lisa and find out how you can participate. And follow us on social media at the Big Fib Podcast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. Also, uh, next time you're having a snowball fight, just think that like the snowballs are made of crickets or something. I don't understand it, but I guess it's like crickets and grasshoppers and you just throw them at each other and there's snow. That doesn't make any sense. Talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts.